بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم سورة الأضحى بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والضحى والليل إذا سجى ما ودعك ربك وما قلى ولا الآخرة خير لك من الأولى ولسوف يعطيك ربك فترضى ألم يجد كاتيما فآوى ووجدك ضالا فهدى ووجدك عائلا فأغنى فأما اليتيم فلا تقهر وأما السائل فلا تنهر وأما بنعمة ربك فحدث Now, first, what is al-duha? What is al-duha? Al-duha is the beginning of the day, the forenoon after sunrise. And in it there is the brightness and the light. And what about al-layl? Al-layl is night. Wal-layli idha saja. The night when it covers with its darkness, covers the earth with its darkness. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is making an oath by two distinct things. First of them is the day, forenoon day, the daylight and the brightness after sunrise when it dissipates and fills the earth with brightness and light and the other is al-layl is the night and with its darkness covering the earth so the night and its darkness two distinct and two contrasts Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is making an oath by both of them مَا وَدَّعَكَ رَبُّكَ وَمَا قَلَى مَا وَدَّعَكَ رَبُّكَ وَمَا قَلَى Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forsake you not nor hates you O Muhammad so he didn't abandon you so he neither forsaken you nor hated you Rather, he, you are the most beloved of the creation to Allah. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose him for his greatest message and for his best ummah, best nation, and made him the final and last of the prophets. <coughs> Just a second. No. 
So Allah chose the Prophet for the greatest of the messages and for the best of the nations and made of him the final and last messenger وسلم, and there is no prophet after him and he was one of the highest degree of love he attained the highest degree of love the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is Al-Khulla Al-Khulla Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose him as his Khalil achieving this highest degree of love pure and sound friendship and none from the creation except he and Prophet Ibrahim alayhim salam attained this level as the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam said inna Allah attakhadhani khalilan kama attakhadha Ibrahim khalila in the hadith reported by Muslim Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen me as his khalil his pure and sound uh, friend and as he had done with Ibrahim alayhi salam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to his prophet wasbir lihukmi rabbika fa'innaka bi'ayunina as in surah al-tur 52 verse 48 42 I'm sorry 52 verse 48 surah al-tur wasbir So wait patiently, O Muhammad for the decision of your Lord for verily you are under under our eyes. So the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserves him and takes care of him and protects him. And he is the one Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addressed in Surah Al-Shu'ara in 26, 219 in 26, 219 Allah be one who sees you when you stand up to pray the tahajjud the night prayers and your movement amongst those who prostrate the compulsory the compulsory congregational prayers so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not abandon him to the contrary he encompassed him with his knowledge with his mercy and with his care and with all that which entailed lifting him in his status in this life and in the hereafter as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned about this in, in surah al-sharh alam nashrah laka sadrak وَرَفَعْنَا لَكَ ذِكْرَكَ And have we not raised high your fame? Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَلَلْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ لَكَ مِنَ الْأُولَى وَلَلْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ لَكَ مِنَ الْأُولَى Verse 4 please وَلَلْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ لَكَ مِنَ الْأُولَى And indeed the hereafter is better 
for you than the present life of this world. Al-Akhirah, the year after, is the day of resurrection. And people will end after that to their abodes, either in paradise or in hell. We seek refuge in Allah from hell. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells his prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that the hereafter indeed is better for you than this uh, lowly life or this life of this world. Why? Because in this, in the hereafter the, there is yani, from that which the eye had never seen nor an ear have ever heard of nor that had come of the thought of any uh, yani, person. And as the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in the hadith لَمَوْضِعُ صَوْتِ لَمَوْضِعُ صَوْتٍ فِي الْجَنَّةِ خَيْرٌ مِّنَ الدُّنْيَا وَمَا فِيهَا In the authentic hadith the Prophet said A place in paradise as small as the bow or lash of ones of you is better than all the world and what's in it and what's in it And this hadith is reported uh, by Muslim and that's why when the Prophet والسلام, was given the choice in his illness between living in this life as long as Allah wishes and between the other choice and that is to be with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then he chose that with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as he himself the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam declared in his sermon in his khutbah when he was standing on the pulpit and said inna abdan min ibadillahi khayyarahu allahu bayna an ya'isha fi dunya ma sha'a allahu an ya'ish wa bayna ma indahu fakhtara ma indahu alaykum assalam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh a slave of Allah Allah had given him the choice between living this life as long as Allah wishes and between taking that with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so he chose that which is with Allah so Abu Bakr when he heard him Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu alaykum salam rahmatullahi ta'ala barakatuh he cried and people were astonished for his crying how could he cry from something like this? Lakin, however, he, Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, he was the most knowledgeable of the Messenger. Hello, Francis. He was most knowledgeable of the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So he knew that this person who had been given this choice is none but the Messenger himself. And that he had chose that which is he had chosen that which was with Allah, and that means the hereafter. <coughs> and that indicated that the that his death, the Prophet's death, was coming soon. Then Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says in verse number five, وَلَسَوْفَ يَعْطِيكَ رَبُّكَ فَتَرْضَى وَلَسَوْفَ يَعْطِيكَ رَبُّكَ فَتَرْضَى And verily, your Lord will give you all, meaning all good, so that you shall be well pleased. 
well pleased here the term sofa will it really denotes that it is certain to occur even after a while that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you all good that you shall be well pleased and indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given the Prophet sallallahu all that which pleases him so Allah will raise him on the day of resurrection and honor him with the highest honor of station of praise praised by the first and the last even the prophets and those of them who are the prophets of steadfastness on deen from the messengers cannot attain this level which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give to the prophet alayhi salatu wasalam so when the day of resurrection on the day of resurrection people will be in a state of distress and sorrow and they will be confined and waiting for the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so they will go for each other checking as to who of them will go and seek someone to intercede with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for them so they go to Adam then to Nuh then to Noah then to Ibrahim then to Musa and then to Isa to Jesus and these are five of the the great messengers of steadfastness the first of them is the father of humanity that is Adam and then Nuh, Ibrahim, Musa and Isa and these four Nuh, Ibrahim, Musa and Isa are from the Ulul Azm firm on deen all of them will ask to be excused from seeking this intercession with Allah for the creation until they reach the Prophet ﷺ, thereupon he stands and seeks intercession from Allah and Allah will give him the intercession and this is from the great bounty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon the Prophet ﷺ. none of the creation will attain this degree then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells him informs the Prophet some of his favors which he had already done for him as an indication for the favors that came later there he reminded him Allah reminded him Alam in verse number 6 in verse number 6 can we have verse number 6 please Didn't he not find you, O Muhammad Sallallahu an orphan and gave you a refuge? So Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala gave him refuge and sheltered him. He was an orphan from the father's side, an orphan from the mother's side. His father died before he was born. 
and his mother died before he was weaned. Yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sheltered him and made easy for him as to who will take care of him and raise him and defend him until he reached the objective and the aim set by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for him. Here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said فَآوَى and look at the verse at the end at the one before it فَتَرْضَى آه آوَى آه الْأُولَى so there is now a matching with the pronunciation of the letters at the end of each verse and also there is another benefit here there is another significant benefit where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says فَآوَى and didn't say فَآوَاك Allah said فَآوَى but didn't say فَآوَاك meaning that it is much more this shelter transcends the Prophet himself indeed Allah sheltered him and made of him a shelter made of him a shelter for the believers and Allah gave them victory and support and repelled harm of them then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about him وَوَجَدَكَ ضَالًا فَهَدَى and also reminds him وَوَجَدَكَ ضَالًا فَهَدَى the next verse please verse number 7 he found you unaware, not knowing. And he found you unaware, not knowing. Not knowing the Quran, not knowing the Sharia, the prophethood, the messengership. Not knowing. So he didn't even know anything before the revelation. As Allah stated about him in Surah An-Nisa 4, chapter 4, verse 113. And he taught you that which you didn't know. Also we read in Surah Al-Ankabut in 29 verse 48 Neither did you read any book before it, meaning this Quran. Nor did you write any book whatsoever with you with your right hand in that case indeed the followers of falsehood might, might have doubted and this is one of the wisdoms for the fact that the Prophet ﷺ didn't know how to read and write and this is clear in the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala neither did you read any book before it meaning this Quran nor did you write any book whatsoever with your right hand in that case, indeed, the followers of falsehood might have doubted. Meaning, if he would have known what, you know, how to write and read, they would have, you know, doubted that he may have taken it from previous scriptures and so forth. So he was from the unlettered. He was from the unlettered. Neither, reading, neither he reads nor he writes but he reached to this great 
status by way of revelation by way of revelation which Allah brought down upon him فَعَلِمَ وَعَلَّمْ and thus he knew and he thought فَعَلِمَ وَعَلَّمْ and thus he knew he gained knowledge and he thought it here also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says فَهَدَى and he didn't say فَهَدَاكَ in order that it also becomes comprehensible for he had been guided alayhi salatu wasalam and he was a guide himself Allah guided others by him so he is a guide and he himself is guided alayhi salatu wasalam وَوَجَدَكَ عَائِلًا فَأَغْنَى وَوَجَدَكَ عَائِلًا in the next verse verse number 8 And he found you poor and made you rich. Not only that, he made him rich and he was a source of enrichment for others. قال الله تعالى in Surah Al-Fatih 48, 20 وَعَدَكُمُ اللَّهُ مَغَانِمَ كَثِيرَةً تَأْخُذُونَهَا And Allah has Can we have this verse, inshaAllah? Verse Surah uh, Al-Fatih 48-20 And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised you abundant spoils that you will capture and He has hastened for you this so there, there was so much wealth that the Muslims gained from the kuffar under the shade of swords in the battlefields of jihad many many great earnings all because of this messenger Muhammad وسلم, when they were guided by his guidance by his way, by his direction and followed his sunnah فَنَصَرَهُمُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى بِهِ and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made them victorious by virtue of him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and they earned from the east and west from the lands of the east and west and then from this there is a lesson had this ummah now if this ummah would return to that upon which the as-salaf al-salih were upon upon which the righteous predecessors were upon meaning from their creed and from their way of following Rasulullah victory will return to them and also richness and self-sufficiency and might and honor yet it is regretful that the Muslim Ummah in our times each is looking for their own selfish shares leaving that which constitutes for them a victory
and it is clear for everyone who looks at the current affairs of the Muslim Ummah would find it really in a state of disgrace and that such status is a cause of great evil and certainly also that which comes from the way of the Jews and the Christians who are supporters of each other as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described them in Surah Al-Ma'idah chapter 5 verse 51 يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَا تَتَّخِذُوا الْيَهُودَ وَالنَّصَارَ أَوْلِيَاءَ بَعْضُهُمْ أَوْلِيَاءُ بَعْضٍ Chapter 5, Surah Al-Ma'idah, verse 51 Oh, who you believe, take not the Jews and the Christians as awliya, as friends and protectors that and helpers that are but awliya of each other and they the Jews and the Christians are in agreement in their enmity towards the Muslims none of them want the Islam and its people nor do they like to see Islam in a state of might and honor however Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give victory to his deen despite these conditions for indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give victory to his deen and his book irrespective of what will happen or may happen to the Muslims for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states clearly in Surah Al-Imran 3.140 وَتِلْكَ الْأَيَّامُ نُدَاوِلُهَا بَيْنَ النَّاسِ وَتِلْكَ الْأَيَّامُ نُدَاوِلُهَا بَيْنَ النَّاسِ And these are the days which we turn between people so these are the days which yani, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives them by turns and these days could be good and they could be also bad so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala turns them we give them to men in turns or by turns that Allah may test those who believe and that he may take martyrs from among you and Allah likes not the polytheists and the wrongdoers and there will come certainly the day where the Muslims will engage in 
the jihad the jihad of the Jews until the Jew will hide under until the Jew will hide under a tree under the tree and this is one type of the trees it's called Al-Gharqad uh, I'm sorry I have to correct that this is under the Jew will hide behind the rock and under a tree or trees and the rock and the tree will call to the Muslim, call the Muslim addressing him Ya Muslim, Ya Abdullah O Muslim O slave of Allah this is a Jew underneath me or behind me and the Muslim will come and kill that Jew and in the hadith except for one type of tree and that is Al-Gharqad فَإِنَّهُ مِنْ شَجَرِ الْيَهُودِ except that type of tree which is called Al-Gharqad for it is from the trees of the Jews and for Allah that is not hard or difficult and by the way many of the Jews know of this hadith many of the Jews know of this hadith which I just related to you and this hadith is in Sahih Muslim they know that it's coming and I remember and this is on the side I remember vividly a story of one of my own relatives and he had two apartments in in Palestine in his village which is in the northern Galilee in Palestine and he rented them to the Jewish families and they told him one day that today we are renting from you but there will come the day where we will expel you from here and this was in the 40s 1940s there will become a day when we will you will be expelled from here and we will take over your home and land and so forth and if you come and you return to fight for your land under banner of nationalism and or Arabism you will fail but if you come and fight us under the banner of Islam you will prevail until the stone will speak and then he narrated this hadith to this relative of mine and I was sitting listening to him I was sitting listening to this uh, old uh, relative of mine and I told him do you know that this is a hadith he said no so I sent for uh, the book 
by Minhaj, a, a book uh, titled Minhaj al-Muslim Minhaj al-Muslim by a Sheikh Abu Bakr al-Jazairi Hafizahullah it's called the Minhaj the way the Muslim should follow meaning his deen and I read the hadith for him he was so amazed and it was obvious then that uh, these uh, people, these particular people upon whom the story was related in view of this hadith in view of this hadith and nowadays it is not really totally surprising because we hear uh, many of them mentioning this hadith however the Muslims they need a wise and knowledgeable leadership knowledgeable in terms of ahkam al-shari'ah the laws, the Islamic laws before everything because leadership that is not that doesn't benefit from the light of sharia Allah will punish it irrespective of the degree it may reach even if it would reach a higher degree it will really go really down and deep down because guidance is in Islam with the light of Islam not by nationalism nor by bigotry nor by nationalism or the like it is in Islam alone Islam alone is the thing that will take care of bringing might to the Ummah but the Ummah needs wise leaders, wise leadership putting things in their proper places and to be patient in its affairs and not happening and people it's impossible to correct the people and to reform them overnight and anyone who seeks a way like this is indeed looking to change the sunnah of Allah the way of Allah and the way of Allah does not change this is our Prophet Muhammad stayed in Mecca 13 years receiving the revelation and calling people by way of good yet despite all of that he was forced out of Mecca in fear and in disguise
I have no idea, Wallahi, uh, Sister Iman. No, anyway. So the da'wah did not complete in Mecca for the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam. So why is it that we want to change the ummah which has been in a state of heedlessness and in sleep which wants to change it overnight this is insanity and misguidance in religion the ummah needs kind treatment and calling and dawah in that which is good the Islamic ummah after its need for fiqh in deen and hikmah and wisdom needs also knowing well concerning its status quo and needs to be intelligent and also experienced and, and, and far-sightedness as well because the results may not appear in one month or two or one year or two however the same person perseveres and looks for the future and contemplates so that he recognizes the correct thing as to what to do also the affairs require fairness and perseverance and determination all of this is needed fairness motivating man perseverance to give him steadfastness otherwise many things will not be achieved or all things may not be achieved we seek all the help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then inshallah ta'ala we uh, you know, let's continue then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says فَأَمَّا الْيَتِيمَ فَلَا تَقْهَرْ فَأَمَّا الْيَتِيمَ فَلَا تَقْهَرْ therefore treat not the orphan with oppression and, com- and compulsion so if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had sheltered you while you were an orphan so don't compel and oppress the orphan except in cases where the compelling is needed where there is a benefit and in this case it will not be considered as compelling although apparently it may be but it is in the best interest of the orphan then so don't compel the orphan rather treat him with honor and with goodness and treating them as such is from the is a matter commanded by the Sharia 
and from the great good things in this Sharia because this person whom Al-Yateem, the orphan whom his father died before he reached the state of puberty has a broken heart which requires mending requires comfort needs comfort and needs someone to bring delight to him especially if he had reached a stage or an age where he is able to distinguish the matters as in as if when he is 17 or or when he is 7 rather or 10 years of age and the like then O Muhammad then O Muhammad verse 9 verse 10 now وَأَمَّا السَّائِلَ فَلَا تَنْهَرْ and repulse not the beggar and the first to not to be repulsed is the one who comes seeking knowledge about the Sharia don't repel him don't repel him when if he asks you to clarify matters of Sharia for him then it is ordained upon you to make it clear because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah Al-Imran 3.187 وَإِذْ أَخَذَ اللَّهُ مِيثَاقَ الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ لَتُبَيِّنُنَّهُ لِلنَّاسِ وَلَا تَكْتُمُونَهُ and when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took the covenant of those who had received the book that they should make it clear and explain it to people and not conceal it chapter 3 verse 187 and remember when Allah took a covenant from those who were given the kitab the kitab refers to the scriptures of course in this case the Jews and the Christians to make it known and clear to mankind and not to hide it so don't repel him or repel him because he may turn away and if you repel him while he feels that you are you have the upper status then he his senses may be disturbed and he may go into a state of fear and then not understand what you are telling to tell him or you may not understand even from him what he is saying and consider yourself in that situation And also, hi Susan. And also, enters under this ayah is the person who is is a beggar or seeking seeking money. Then also, don't repel him. And this is the general stance that you should have. However, this may be limited in certain situations. 
For example, if you see the person who is seeking to know about a certain matter of deen, if you see him stubbornly zeal or zealous or in a state of obstinance, taking your opinion and then go to take the opinion of others and others to strike the opinions against each other, if you knew that, then here you may repel him. And you have the right to repel him. And you may tell him, oh such and such, fear Allah. Didn't you ask such and such and now you come and ask me? Do you use your the deen of Allah for play? Do you want that if people give you a religious verdict which you like, then you keep silent and accept it and like it? And if they do so and you don't like it, you go and ask others? In this case, the type of these people, then you may repel them. Because this is an educational process. And similarly with the person who asks for money if you knew that he is rich then you have the right to repel him and even scold at him for his asking so this generalization of prohibition regarding these matters is restricted if there is a benefit that may require that Restriction, and there is no problem with that. Then Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, the last verse: "وَأَمَّا بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ فَحَدِّثْ وَأَمَّا بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ فَحَدِّثْ." And then proclaim the grace of your Lord. And this encompasses all forms of grace that Allah found you an orphan and He sheltered you. And he found you unaware, not knowing, and he taught you and guided you and found you poor and made you self-sufficient. So in these matters, in these three types of grace that Allah bestowed upon you, then speak about them. Say, O Muhammad, then I was an orphan and Allah sheltered me. I was unlettered and unaware and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guided me and I was poor and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made me self-sufficient but you speak about these matters in order to make the ni'mah of Allah known and to be yourself in a state of gratitude not to be proud and arrogant and think yourself lofty above people all of this would be then blameworthy upon you however if you speak of the ni'mah of Allah of the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as someone who is thankful to Allah for that then this is a matter which Allah commands 
These are some words, therefore, concerning the meaning of this surah, this great surah. And what we say regarding this surah, or what others from the people of knowledge say regarding it, none can really fully comprehend what's entailed by the Qur'an from the great meanings. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bestow upon us the understanding in his deen and to act upon it, he is able to do all things. Walhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, wa sallallahu ala muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. So this is the tafsir of Surah Al-Adha, completed, alhamdulillah. Tomorrow, inshallah, we go for tafsir Surah 94, which is Surah Al-Sharh. Surah Al-Sharh 94, inshallah ta'ala. Alam nashrah laka sadrak. Alam nashrah laka sadrak. والله تعالى أعلى وأعلم وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وإياكم. طبعا إن شاء الله مايك إز فري ناو.